One. Blast off. Corn dog. Welcome back to this episode of Thick Radio. I'm here with Ben Vyshaft and Zeb Weisdorf. How sensitive is the mic? They've both been pretty sensitive. Like, this will be alright. Um, they've both been on the podcast before, so you're familiar with them and uh, have them both in the house today. How's your day, fellas? Great day today. Great day today. Beautiful, splendid day. I wanted to talk to you guys about Lionel Messi, mostly them. Did you hear, wait, who is that? Did you, who's oh, Lionel? Lionel. Who's Lionel? Leo. Leo. Leo Messi. Lionel Messi. Um, Can we restart? Better not have a good talk the other day about him. What do you want to know about him? I want to know your opinion about everything with everything with Barcelona. Don't stop touching my leg. Paris. From my understanding, (laughs) Barcelona. Better nice knees were touching. Barcelona's. Oh my God. Relax. No, no, sorry. Go ahead. Go. I interrupted. From my understanding, I read an article. For what I remember, Barcelona is blaming La Liga on uh, based on some restrictions, um, restricting them from re-signing them based, I think, on maybe the amount of contracts they have or how much how much money um, some of the big players' contracts are. But I think at the wait. End so what? Wait. So what was why? Why couldn't? Because didn't they both? Barcelona didn't both parties want him there? Like, didn't Barcelona, Barcelona and Messi both want to be there? Yes, but Barcelona, I think, is like, it's either $200 million or $200 billion in debt. I don't think it's billion, no. I think it's $200 million. <laughs> oh my god, you're horny today. Hey, you're horny. This is a PG-13 podcast, right? I know, oh my god. Uh, they were already like... Millions and millions and millions of euros in debt. Well, because wasn't his last contract like a hundred and seventy-six million dollars a year? So, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Know. I'm pretty sure if you look up the biggest sports contracts in history, it's Patrick Mahomes at like, I think it's like oh, just over fifty million a year, and then it's and then it's Leo Messi at like a hundred and seventy-six million a year. And also. So basically, I think La Liga implement like there was a private equity investor that was basically gonna put millions and millions and millions of dollars into the league, and every um I might be saying this wrong, like every team would get um, a part of this, uh, be part of this private equity investment. But Madrid and Barcelona opted out of that because I don't know if you remember, like months ago they wanted to do that Super League. Yes, everyone was boycotting. And I, I think if they, if they chose to um, take this investment from this private equity investor, it would eliminate their chances of ever, this ever happening again, like them possibly doing it again. So they decided the not Super to. Super League? That. Yeah. So I, from <clears> what I understand, I read an article, I can't remember, but they said, I think they opted out of that investment and now they're just like so in debt. Well, they already were in debt, but now they like. Having being able to sign Messi again, it would just not be possible yeah, based off all the contracts that they have. Damn. I see, I see. And now he signed with PSG for 104 million euros two year contract, so that's like a million, that's like a million dollars a week. That's absurd. That's Scott, crazy. I asked Ben, I'll ask you, I couldn't believe he was crying at the interview yeah. that for leaving. Just take a pay cut of 50 million and you're still making. <clears throat> I don't know how in debt they are. They're, they're, but I think hundreds of millions of dollars. I think I think he did agree to take fifty million. I think he, he did. Yeah, fifty percent. But I don't know. Like, I don't know. Do it. Yeah. I don't know how much he would be able to like take off because they still have like they have players that they just signed. They have contracts that they're like they're still um, that they have to pay out like Griezmann, Dembele, Coutinho <laughs> that are like upwards of hundred million euros. Big names. And like they're 
former president already ruined the club. Like, they're so in Now, okay, okay. Aside from greed or horrible management, like, they're just emotionally abusing this guy, why doesn't he get paid two mil? Why doesn't he literally play for free? Just because he loves Barcelona. I think, <laughs> I think maybe... I don't know. <laughs> don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm nervous. Why? Why? Greed? As a top player like that. Imagine. It's a great question. Like how, what's why? Like, why? He's greedy. Why? There could be mystery for the expert. club. And you like, think so? It's just like going, having this happen when they said they were going to sign him and then all of a sudden, last minute, it's put the shamble. There could just be like tired of being a part of that management I see. and it's not like how much can you um you know give or like not receive in terms of like the percentage of the of his payment to like when they've been screwing you over look at him so now he's a PSG for two years 104 yeah. million 52 million how do you think how do you think they'll do I think they're because fucking stacked yeah. right? so they basically had I think four signings that were had zero dollar transfer fees they were all free what, what, what is that, what is that so like if you sign a player that's still on contract Thank you. there's a transfer fee so like you have to pay uh, uh, even more it's just money. part of business yeah that's why Messi's was zero all the club has to pay is his uh, weekly wage like his salary like there's no initial, there's no additional transfer fee to like get him on the team. So they signed him, zero dollar yeah. transfer fee. Yeah. Sergio Ramos, zero dollar transfer fee. Donnarumma, zero dollar transfer fee. That's nice. The That's crazy. Who's a freak? And oh, that young guy that won the Euro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think a player called one out of I think I he's on PSG. I think he was zero dollar from Liverpool. I don't like that goalie. He's baggy shorts. He's a freak. Yeah, I'm not a fan of them. Either. They're too baggy. Yeah. I don't care. He's a beast. Short, shorts. I have no, six, I five, have no idea. Let's talk no about shorts. Six five. Your <laughs> shorts are touching your knees. It's too much, Ben. Get the fuck out. It's too much, Ben. I need I need shorts mid mid. Actually, I, I need like, short shorts. I like I like like right there. It's like wait, right like mid thigh here. As a goalie, though, you're diving. You need more protection. But how much protection does that really give Gym shorts? Benny! Like, what if you slide? Benny! If you dive and slide. These, but, but it's gonna slide, it's gonna roll up. The grass is softer than this carpet. What if I slide across where it's going down like this? Are you. What? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be running. <laughs> You'd be running. Are <laughs> <laughs> The grass is softer than this carpet. If I jump to the left. And I slide on my left side. Oh, and I, I see. Push it oh, I see what you like mean. This. Oh, I see what you mean. Fuck, I'm an idiot. <laughs> it, it's soft grass. But it's also that's really not that. Like, is that really the reason, or is he? Actually, or is I'm he, has, has, has he been, I just, okay, has I he been skipping leg day? Direct message him. I right. understand. He's 6'5". He's a freak. He's a freak. Why? Is that supposed to intimidate? Is that supposed to intimidate me from DMing him? I get like the sliding, just aesthetically, please. Can we get rid of shorts to touch them? But even pull, just pull some nutsack out for oh, me. Oh, yeah. oh. There's no nutsack on my Honestly? Yeah, yeah Gymshark 5 inch jeans. Did um, I ever tell people on here I popped a nut to a client? <laughs> I didn't tell people on here. I, I didn't think you would. We, we did a run, swim, run. All right. Yeah, That's I don't. Fine. We'll do it. I did a run, swim, run we'll with Scotty. It. All right. You know. Honest, I can't tell you why I like to go commando after run, swim, run. It's just the way it is. Yeah. And I get to the facility. I throw on one of my favorite pairs of shorts, quite frankly. And I completely forgot they had a hole in the crotch. And this wasn't just one of your holes from wear and tear. This was like... You made it yourself? or This was like... No. 
No, but it was like a decent sized hole. I demonstrate. Like how big of Let's let's forget about that. No, let's forget about that. Let's let's forget about that. Let's move on. Let's get away from the hole. I am just doing my job. I show a stretch. It just so happens to be supine knee flexion. And I get myself, I elevate my hips up on a foam roller. And it was poor Liam. Little Liam K. I'm not going to say his full name because people stalk because they're perverts on here. Anyways, Liam, poor little Liam is watching me from, he's looking at my balls. And Tiff comes over, you know Tiff mingles. Tiff comes over to just, and then Tiff is standing next to Liam. You know what she's looking at. And have you ever seen those little rubber toys? You squeeze them and the air comes out. <laughs> My balls were, were being <laughs> squeezed out the hole. And, and I felt it. When there's, you know in science, osmosis, I felt something, it's not the same, but I felt something pop out. I stopped and I pretended everything was cool. And then there's the part two to conclude is six months later, I had to tell Liam straight up. I said, Liam, I know you saw my balls. <laughs> I told Liam, I said, I, I know you saw them. And, and he, he, he claimed ignorance and said, no, I, I didn't see anything. But I took, you know when you look at someone for a second after I'm they say something? I'm picturing you sitting this kid down. <laughs> I know you saw my balls. I know it. Is, I don't know if you see them or not. And I, I'm just saying, the way his eyes, I don't know, the way you look at someone for a second after you say something. You know he knew. Fine. We knew. We knew. We just didn't say it. He, we, he knew. I go to Tiff the day before and... Tiff couldn't look at me the rest of the day. She she knew. She said yes. I I saw them and that was the way it was. And I said, hey, you know, I'm surprised. I'm actually kind of ashamed. You guys didn't get to see them before Tiff did. I'm I'm ashamed too. Do you still go commando at the facility ever since um, that? Have you ever seen me? Sometimes I wear sweatshorts. Still those same shorts. So, uh, oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, I wore them yesterday. Same hole. Same hole. Like, you stitch it the up. The hole's still there. You didn't stitch it up or anything. I I've, learned, I've learned from my stretching. Let me know. <laughs> Scott, can you can you read these are uh, so I don't forget what to say here. Just yes, you want me to read them right just, now? Just, yeah, just read them. Um, Cleveland five point <laughs> five. What the what it's is an that? S. Okay, S I love it. Excuse me. Cleveland S dot H. Uh, N Cleveland S N. Try the next one. Try the next one. Kids cycling nostalgia. Bingo. We're gonna talk about that. Do what? you want me to keep going? Keep, keep going. It's the next one. Booby stay. <laughs> booby booby story. Booby stories. Stay. Yo, I put that in brackets because there's. I could tell one booby story. Zeb, you two dude, you write like these are Egyptian <laughs> hieroglyphs, man. My best. No, my. My hat. Just first thing that comes to mind, honestly. My hat. <laughs> Fruit shit story. That <laughs> fruit shit story. Oh, uh, it's my my first. That's my not first, first, dude. How on earth my, does that say first? My first forest. My first forest shit story. Okay, and most embarrassing moment. Date going perf. And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got to bend and get that. Bo bowler. <clears throat> ten ten tenia. <laughs> Tyria and hot dog eating. eating. Bowl of trivia. Okay, well let's start. Let's start with the first one. Um, Cleveland. Uh, so I was on. Actually, That's a mess. That's just a mess. Eh? <laughs> let's forget about it. I was on a date with a girl. That was the date going perfect. 
we'll get to that. And I see an old teammate of mine. So, fella, and this is I'm, this isn't close. To, there's no punchline. I, I was on Sportsnet. Really? Can you believe this? So I'm walking. I see my old teammate. I go, "Oh, please, what's up?" We start schmoozing, and I, and I'm like, "What the hell is this? What's this camera doing over here?" And I goes, "I think it's CTV because it's London." And he's like, "Zeb, you're on Sportsnet." I'm like, "What?" And the producer guy, he's like, "Oh, these guys know each other." So the producer guy's like, "Do it again. We're doing it again." And I was like, "Oh." No so I back up, and then, and then I have to go and tap me. I'm like, "Cleve, nice to see you." Uh, and and then can I he, see this? Video? I, I'm trying to find it. I don't know where it is. Yeah. And, and, and but. I now know how reality TV people feel because the guy's camera was like right on my tuchus and he just was like doing 360s and, and I couldn't, I was trying to look at Cle inside and I was trying to look at Cleve. <laughs> but not stare at the camera? I, well, I was and I don't know how the reality TV people do it. I, I, imagine a camera right now is just constantly going around us so you don't end up looking at it. Yeah. There was one right there. You could look at that one. I have right not there. looked at that one. I know, I know that you haven't, months. but I guess when there's... That's cheeky. I guess when there's a big beefy boy yeah. holding a camera walking around you, it's probably distracting. Beefy <laughs> boy. Yeah, tell me a cameraman that's not a beefy boy. Name one. They're pretty beefy. They're actually. all beefy. Mm -hmm. You've never mm -hmm. seen a camera. They're heavy cameras. They gotta be big beefy boys. It's actually, you know? it's kind of true. Thick boys. I think I've only seen big, big cameras. Big dicky dicks with them sticky sticks. Have you seen the camera guys run next to athletes? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen videos of referees running with athletes and they're just like no, in the NFL? Like a, like oh, like oh, NFL. oh, dude, yeah. NFL refs, they're yeah, just they're keeping up. They do it just to show off. Just to show oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, because back in their day. Okay, is so that okay. next topic? You okay? Uh, this one, I saw kids cycling, and I just it reminded me of summer times when you could just cycle, no no care in the world, and that that's where that's what that, it means. That's what that means, the nostalgia of it. Do you guys remember how Carolina? Oh, but I told Benny this way back. I said, like, we kind of, there were times we were living that life even now. We didn't have I to still be, ride we my have, bike. We yeah. didn't have to be kids to no, feel yeah. the freedom. I was just biking around with no. Without an agenda. No destination. Like, you have an agenda, but sometimes, sometimes we have free moments. Anyways, that. Your whole goal is just to have fun as a kid, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I can know. Yeah, do you guys, wait, do you guys want me to just like literally keep banging this pamphlet? Or? Yeah, you can bang that pamphlet like, here. We'll just hit all. You could bang that pamphlet. No, sure. no, it's... Okay. Uh, one of my clients comes out of the facility and he says, I was going down Wonderland Road and he saw, you know, saw knockers. He yeah, saw them saw, out. In my like, neighborhood, I saw that. In our neighborhood. A lady was walking with her kid. Ben and I live in the same trail. neighborhood. Like bear ones? No, sure. This is what I'm saying. When I say when I, I say knockers, I'm saying like cave woman like clothing was not existent in that yeah, moment. Were they good? Were they nice? So us? he he said he said they were um, pretty good. Uh, this is Wonderland near Costco, just like a pretty busy area. Now you're talking big, medium, small, big nipples, ones pancake big, nipples. Oh oh oh! That he said he said um, pepperoni pancakes. Oh fuck! Pepperoni like you can. not no, I'm not she couldn't that. wear like a yeah, low-fitted yeah, bikini. That's hey, like, you see, oh, that's yeah. This lady, this lady is walking with her little kid, and they're no shirt. You oh, straight up. Really? Size of the nipple? They're just big. They're, the whole thing was big. Oh, like nipples and. Anyways, it's besides the point. But uh, but he he's, he goes uh, Zeb. That's the first time I've seen another woman's tits in twenty years. Oh my god. Because it's so his name starts with B, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's also lying. Well, <laughs> yes. I I was I was cycling through Western Campus and I saw someone, Mama Milkers out, 
Mohammed Milky headlamps. Milky, <laughs> Milky <laughs> headlights. The lamps were uh, anyways. Oh no. When was the last time you? Yeah, so you clearly saw. Us. I saw you a lockdown. Lockdown a couple months ago. What a time to be alive. Boobs? Are you guys just talking about boobs? I'm talking like, no, like, but like. Like unsolicited boobs. Like Nudists. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. Not for years. Probably. In our lifetime, will we see. You I think it'll be normal? Like, you think we'll see a lot of women just talk? Don't they do these, like, bike rides? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah when yeah, I was yeah. in high school, a, a high school girl was so against sexism, she went to Dude, Sun Fest. I could actually oh. see, like, I could actually see, like, cancel culture and like more of like the woke left like literally just starting to get so no yeah literally just starting to get so over the top with like their rights and their freedoms and all this stuff that like literally getting to the point where you can't tell me to wear clothes i could see that i could literally say because it's already like condemned speech there's already so many words and phrases that you can't say you have to get people's pronouns right all of that how far realistically we're not that far away from being like you can't tell me what to wear it's true which is crazy, so yeah, that'd be yeah, but there would also be so many people that wouldn't accept it. It would never be like normal it human be society. The, be the odd ones out there, so yeah, it would be like yeah, exactly. We are very lucky. We can just go tarps off whenever. Just yeah, just have, just have to throw yeah. the male privilege out there. That's yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. I guess yeah. Without uh, without people talking about it on a podcast. Yeah, that is the that is a strange thing. I guess how it is so different for men and women. Just because they have like more fat deposit around under their nipples. So at then. some point, someone sexualized it. Yeah. At some point, probably whoever invented the bra started sexualizing. Well, it's also, but it also uh, is a like reproductive organ, right? It's yeah. a reproductive. It te- well, kind it of feeds, is. It feeds a baby. It kind of is a reproductive organ. No, but I mean so. for guys though, like that's why I can see it. Ears don't milk. They <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh! Did I ever tell y'all I, I had the lumpies? You know, when you hit puberty. Gyna. Get thank you. I, yeah, yeah, so you, you had the nipple lumps that are kind of, you could like grab, oh, oh yeah. I don't think so, no. I just have super stretchy yeah. nips, but. They, well, anyways, so, like, literally, boys, like, you know, sometimes you see in the videos, like, the videos, and I can't, I'm not gonna Porn? So, you know, when, in that, um, no, I'm just kidding, in, in porn, what? Keep going. So, anyways, I don't know why I did that. Um, you know, see them, like, poking up, poking. Poking? Poking. Are you alright? I'm I know we're talking about, talking you know, about porn, poking, you know, like poking, you know, like fanny pack on. Like not like hard, like I'm talking, you see like yes. for some reason yes, like the yes. whole, okay. I know what you mean. Yeah. That's what it felt like when I was in grade six. I go to the doctor and I shit you not, this was only in the year like 2005. Uh, I, my doctor says, Zev, you're not gay. Oh yeah, you told me that. My, <laughs> he was like 70. He told me that. Yeah, my that's... doctor told me I wasn't gay. <laughs> Just based off because I had a hard nipple. That's so funny. And my mother sat That's there. That's easily one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> I I wish I was making this shit up. You go to the doctor like with gyno and he tells you about okay. your sexuality. He tells me my sexual identity. That's so funny. That is wow. hilarious. Doctor Stoffman. The good yeah. throw it out there. Just just. That's it incredible. It was near the end. Yeah, I, I was sitting. I, it was near the end of the appointment. Just said, just so you know, you're not gay, Zeph. Like, okay, thanks, Dr. Stoffman. That's wild. What a guy. Yeah, that is Great a man, great man. Sounds like it, yeah. Great man. Um, he always wore his Indiana Hoosiers hat in the office. Yeah, Indiana Um What's what are your most what's one of the most embarrassing moments you can recall? I, I used to never be able to answer this question, but now I actually do have. Okay, go for it. Oh, I wanna hear y'all. I wanna hear y'all. Most embarrassing um, <clears throat> 
One time I was at a basket. One time at band camp. I uh, sure. one time I was at basketball camp, and uh, I was like, ten maybe, ten or eleven, and I think I don't. We were playing like some game, like a bunch of us, and then this girl came up behind me and pantsed me, and my dick, <laughs> <laughs> and my dick was so just, uh, my my little ten year old wiener was just, it. and it was I cold. I swear it, it was oh. cold. So there was nothing. The AC was on max outside, outside the middle of August. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So my little my little peen was out for everybody to see, and then I was very embarrassed after that. I love that's a good one. No, that that would have me fucking super embarrassed. Uh, I think off the top of the head. Like I, wet, I used to wet the bed till like grade seven. My buddy, <laughs> my buddy wore diapers for a long time. Yeah, I wet, I wet wore diapers? Yeah, I wore diapers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's it's dude, well, it's a what, thing. Well, why do you love it? It's a thing. No, it's a key, like why like, like why would you want to piss in your pants? You know you're pissed, you're gonna wear a diaper. It's common sense. Okay, relax. This guy, like I hope he wets his pants because he won't wear a diaper. Oh, oh my god. That's a good one. I pissed the suit uh the sleeping bag. And that sucks because it's water repellent. Yeah, and it just stunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I tried blaming the dog. Yeah, oh, no. I love but that. the dog was a really good dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dog would never pee in that. The dog was very good. What is? Do you remember what they said to that? Like, was he like, he's okay? Like oh, he just said you lied. Yeah, he said lying. That's yeah, savage was, for whoever. Is it that? It was an adult at the time. No, no, it was my friend. Oh, your friends. Okay, like, that's like, like my dog cool. wouldn't piss. Oh, okay, okay. It was you. Actually, one time I just remembered this. I now that I made point of view for you. I like. I, I, I probably pissed the bed when I was like a baby, but it wasn't like a problem after that. But one time I was like, hang out with like, I was like getting babysat. So it was like a wide variety of like age groups. And we were all like, I think we were like under like a big blanket and we were doing like that, like with the yeah like, the parachute thing. Parachute thing. Yeah, 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 we were doing that with like a big blanket. And then we like did that and like waved it and I should have pissing my pants because I couldn't hold it. And then and then it like came down and I was like a pissed on some of the blanket and yes. I soaked myself and, and I didn't want to get up or like be awkward. So I was just I, sitting there and then like the parachute fell and we were like all sitting inside it and then they're like, oh my god, what's that smell? Oh did god. someone piss themselves? And then everybody looked at me and because I didn't say anything and I, you, I, I just covered it. Up. No, I, well, I just didn't say anything. It's and more and I then I denied it. I denied it, but then I went inside and cleaned myself up. Oh. Like I can just picture how like it slowly happens and you're just still literally, literally yeah, literally. Literally. Like, just trying to have fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh no, this is boys. So I was probably grade six or so. I woke up having to pee so bad, sprint to the washroom. Before I opened the door, before I could pull my pants down, it was like my body knew what to do. I started peeing, and I didn't even get my underwear like fully off. I just it started coming out, and I was in the the cringiest position. I was like this. I was like this, just frozen, and I couldn't stop it because and it felt really good. And because usually we can like just kegel it out. And, like, for the stop for it. the listeners, he's uh, spread eagle semi squat position. It was like, and it was horrible. And then like it was like kind of getting on the floor. It was awful. Is that your most embarrassing moment, or are you just... No, so that? actually, I'll tell you, my most embarrassing moment, that was... Have you guys ever had to pee with a boner when you were a kid and just shot it everywhere because you have no control over it? <laughs> no. I, I don't... Yeah, the same position you did. You just, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah but I did But when oh, you're a kid, when you're a kid, you haven't really learned that yet. You gotta... No, you gotta spray the ceiling a couple times uh, before you figure it out. <laughs> I used to... How did you do with it? Only once, I think. But I actually... That it was a yeah. big mess. Like, that was the only <laughs> time. Every other time, it just hit the seat a lot, but... 
I don't really have a memory. Like we all know the classic hip hinge, and I, I think I just Superman just over the toy. Yeah. yeah, see that doesn't like a big put. But then but that then doesn't it blocks work. Some yeah. of the flow. it's like kinking a hose. It kind of hurts. Yeah, it does yeah, hurt. Yeah. yeah. Find the right yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, boys, it's the first time I ever had to shit in the woods. And you, you shit on your. Do you guys remember? I think I told you this. <laughs> yes. story. Do you guys remember the Sharon. first time you shit in the woods? Yeah, I almost shit on my shorts, but I didn't. I. uh... I was like in the forest and I was wearing these, I was golfing. I was golfing oh, and there was, no, there was no porta potties or anything and I, ha- I knew I had the Hershey squirt. Oh! I knew I had the Hershey squirt, so it's I had pretty, to. You get good at it pretty quick. So then I just yeah. squatted down. I knew it had to come out. I had these white shorts. <gasps> and then I like squatted down oh, and man. I, for some reason, thought it would shoot out on an angle like we've talked yes. about. And then it just straight down, no. straight down, but it missed. It missed <laughs> my, literally by like. Much oh my god, yeah. And then I like look down, there's just a big pile of mush, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. And then, yeah, I was like, I almost hit my shorts. And then from that point on, I learned. But I've only, it's only been like a handful of times that I've dookied in the woods. That, it'll come. You'll get in dire need one day. You'll have to do it. And, You've and never? I am going to guide you how. Not that I remember. Not like it at a soccer tournament or something. There's no porta potties around. Like something. Yeah, probably go to the porta potty. Probably yeah, just the porta potty. Yeah, that's fair. Some hikes, though. Some hikes, you got like five k to go. Yeah, I've done it in hikes. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't gone in, gotten any big hikes yet. So. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you what to do so that when it is your first go, no, I'm just gonna wing it. I'm just gonna let it. Well, Benny, plug your ears, cause everybody, the first I was probably grade six ish. Uh, I. Very far from home. Just picture the scenario, like absolute chaos in my head. Long story short, I think it's gonna shoot out like a rocket launcher on a 45 degree angle. Like you can picture me literally like this, pants around my knees. And I, and cause it, as a kid, it makes sense. You think in the toilet, it hits the toilet quick. So in my head, I'm thinking it will take the same amount of time to fly out like a rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> so, so of course I forget that actually it's quite slow to, anyways, I don't have to explain. Um, bullseye straight into the, the gooch section of my underwear. <laughs> like, in the, like in whatever. Um, now that sounds really bad, but remember I have to get out. I have to get out of my shorts. Like, like think about it. And, and like, this wasn't just the Hershey's. This wasn't a Hershey. This was a healthy fibrous oh, log. stool. Log. Log. Yeah, timber. Um, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm moving in slow motion, because anything else you're gonna, you know, spray paint your legs. So, <laughs> anyways, I get one leg out. Um, I somehow miss. Uh, I, I don't work. Maybe I got fakakt on my leg. I get both legs out, but this is the fun part. I, I end. I, I'm naked in the woods now. <laughs> I. <laughs> Wait, how old are you? It's grade six. I'm twelve. <laughs> I, um, like David and Goliath, I, I grab my underwear, there's still Fakakta inside the gooch, and I, I, I get a little momentum like David and Goliath, and I, I launch it into the Thames River. <laughs> oh, so, I so the Thames River, if it wasn't polluted enough. Now, I'm still, I'm still butt naked, um, rest in peace underwear, it's flowing down the river, but I sadly, some of the shorts did have shit on them, and this is where I, I, I ended up cycling home with like a little bit of fakakta on the edge, like right there on the edge. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, to this day, I don't actually recall if any got on my skin. 
Benny, don't it won't come out on forty five. You have to okay. get your ass to grab squat, to and I recommend now become an expert on this. Okay, so tree of stability. Literally hug that tree, ass to grass. You're you're set. Uh, little knee valgus is bring, bring some lifters if you can. Yeah, I'll see what they're doing. <laughs> I've done this a lot. I've done this. I, I've now done six in my career. Yeah, I've, I've gotten very good. I've gotten very good. Um, on the way here. I went here. up north. On the way here. <laughs> <laughs> off Wonderland. Off, off Wonderland. <laughs> on the way here. It was. It was. Uh, my sister doesn't know this. It was at her little campground thing. Are you gonna take that to your grave, or are you gonna tell your sister what she did? I think she knows because it's the second time I've done it there. Because she didn't have a toilet for the longest time. Yeah. Now she actually just got an incinerated toilet. Excuse me. It burns the to- it? it burns it. No. Nope. It burns it to ash, and you just the ash comes out after a week. You just like have a whole Wait, bunch of ash. No, explain this. To it's me. the you put the little piece of paper inside the bowl. You're cremating your dookie. It, and then and then it happens. You like pull something. It kind of goes down into this thing. You hit the button. It burns it, and you keep doing this. Like you, when you How pull it, like it. ass when it burns. Yeah. Global warming, baby. Jesus, Imagine the smell no, of that. I didn't smell like anything. There was already yeah, well, ashes. Smell somewhere. Like, it's be somewhere. Oh like, my smell god, that'd be well. Awful. Look, no, no. Like if you fart a bit, and then maybe a bit of the fumes come off. But if you do it quick, if you do a paper cacti, burnt shit. That's it, gotta be bad. I, don't, I haven't heard complaints yet. Anyway, and now I, I did not know this was a thing. So I went to Hockley Valley Nature Reserve. Longest hike of my life. I told you guys that I had to go halfway through, and. Hashem, the universe, blessed me with the best organic toilet paper of my life. The leaves, it was like baby wipes made by nature. There was water, there was water on the leaves. And I used it, I used it, and I was, I was cleaner than I would have been in my house. They could be incredible. I need, I need everybody that's listening to this podcast, including you two, to watch Randall Park, Bullies and Diarrhea, This Is Not Happening, Uncensored. So this is a show called This Is Not Happening, where comedians come on and tell stories. Oh my god. And Randall Park has this story about him shitting, him shitting at, it, like, it's his whole story. I'm not going to spoil it. Just watch it. It's one of the funniest shit stories you'll ever hear. And he gets bullied. Randall He's, like, running Park away from bullies these bullies. It's so good. Randall Park, Bullies and Diarrhea on This Is Not Happening. Just search that on YouTube. It's so good. All of this talk made me remember that. It's so hilarious. And also just This Is Not Happening in general is a hilarious show. I need to check that out. I've never even heard the show. I've been, dude, you, you'll, be, you'll binge all of them. There's like Joe Rogan's been on there, Joey Diaz. Oh, Bobby Lee, man. Bobby Lee, everybody. Him on Fighter and the Kid. I, I need to yeah. rewatch that. So, so funny. funny. The way, so funny. He's, like, he's like, I was molested for an entire summer by a man with Down syndrome. And they laugh. Oh, no, 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 no. He's like, he's like, when I was 15, I was molested by a man with Down syndrome. And then they start laughing. They laugh. He's like, what, what? And then and he's like, they're like, okay, go again, go again. And then, he, and then he's yeah, like, and then he's like, he's like, you can't laugh. And he's like, for an entire summer. And, <laughs> and then they just don't die. And then he gets to a point. He's like, I am going to leave the studio. Yeah. And he starts, and they die. And he's like, like every day for an entire summer, I was brutally molested. <laughs> yeah, he it just gets worse and worse. Yeah, so it was funny. so funny though. Yeah. So funny. funny. Yeah. What else is on that? Pretty much this one. I was on a date with the girl when I saw Cleveland. It was perfect. And then at the very end. By the way, and this is sad. Her dad committed suicide when she was really young. Oh, and gosh. yeah, yeah. And and so she's saying, Yeah, so I went to Europe and my family joined me in Poland but then went back home and I kept traveling and I was like, Oh, your parents must have been so worried and I was like, Oh, uh, your mom, sorry and I just kept talking 
and uh, it was like a little brain fart. Like I couldn't believe it. And it was probably more uncomfortable for me to be honest than it was her. But uh, you probably overthink it. People, yeah, people yeah. do that all the time. Think about how many people like bring up parents like not thinking, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah just nobody. Like, when you hear family, yeah, yeah. I just think, yeah, I just think parents plural. But it goes to show how lucky I am that I have two parents still alive. And hundred percent. What's something you guys have learned recently that gave you a lot of value? I, I gotta think about this. I gotta think about this. Um, oh well, actually, off the top of our head, we were talking about uh, just understanding like your own past and oh. how it affects your behavior today. Yeah. We were talking about that today. That's pretty valuable. And yeah. say when you understand why you're saying and acting. But why? What? Why things that people do bother you? Or something it like was that? something like that because. And like yeah. looking and realizing that. Um, oh yeah, resentment and how like we're yeah 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 it came down to parents that are scared of being a bad parent and so that's why they're maybe telling you all the time what to do because in the end it's them being scared and this is just theoretical but it's them being scared of being a bad parent that's the fear that's driving a lot of their criticism and stuff that makes them a bad parent is the fear yeah, of being a bad parent. Yeah. that makes sense yeah <laughs> kind of like analysis paralysis. Uh, I don't know if it's the same. It, it it's it's actually what it is. It's the cobra effect of trying to do something good will end up making the initial issue worse. Have you guys heard of the Cobra? Like, no. In India, Cobras were, there's a huge outbreak. So they said, we will pay you, we'll put a bounty on Cobras. So then people bred Cobras to make, get the money from the bounty. Oh. And then India said, you can't do this. And so people stopped, but there were all these bred Cobras. So there were more than they started. With. Oh. It's called the Cobra effect. When a good, so like the parents want to be good. That's interesting. Ruining their ch- kid's childhood and making them a bad parent because they just want to be a good parent. <laughs> that makes sense, actually. Anyways. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was yeah. an interesting conversation. But I think the main yeah. point of that was like thing. things that um, that you get bothered by people are usually sometimes things that what well, we're relating like you you do something like it's like the hypocritical type of thing like you're getting mad at someone for doing something but you'll do the same thing. It's like you have like this resentment toward yourself or doing those things and that's why you're getting mad at someone mm, for doing right. you haven't you haven't talked you haven't like fixed or right we're, yes uh, cheaters accepted people that cheat in relationships okay. are the most guilty of that the um, people that cheat in relationships are usually like the most jealous and most insecure and nervous oh. about their partners cheating because they assume that they would do something similar to them it's like an issue that they have personally yeah and when they see tendencies in another person they like resent it because they deep down resent that of themselves yeah yeah because they're cheaters that's, right? yeah man, that's crazy that's a common thing with even like small small scale yeah yeah 100 percent. little little things that you get annoyed with people that they do but then you do the same thing yeah. yeah now okay i was talking to a client about this when we first learned a bunch about fitness, actually still when we're learning new things, we end up talking about it instantly. Do you think, and now notice how we don't talk about some of the fundamentals we first learned about as much? And this has just been a few years. Do you think the same will happen with our development psycho- psychologically, where we will get to this point, we'll be 40, and we'll just kind of stop talking about this stuff? Or do you think there'll always be more to resurface? Like, oh, I'm learning this. I do. Kids, I'm learning- yeah, I actually get anxiety <laughs> around that sometimes because I know like, I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes I feel alone in that because I get concerned. I've asked Nate this too before, but I get like concerned that exactly what you said, like I've lost some of the hunger to learn more about fitness because I feel like I've, I'm there in terms of being able to help majority of clients and help myself. And like, I pretty, I understand all the fundamentals really well. So now it's like, I'm putting more time into learning other stuff. And a lot of that's like self-help or history or human behavior, psychology, whatever. But I think the same thing. I'm like, three years from now, am I going to feel like 
I've learned enough. Uh, like, you know what I mean? And I, then I start to get insecure that maybe that's like something that's wrong with me where it's like, do I just give up? Like, am, am I giving up? Like as soon as I have my, like, oh, it's good enough. Like my knowledge mm. is good enough, right? Because that's with fitness. It's like, I have so much room to grow as a coach. So it's like, but am I just taking that seed as like, I'm not as hungry to learn about it anymore. So I'm not continuing in my education like as, cool. as much. I'm still learning, but nowhere near as much. Am I losing like, am I losing that hunger and then just being like, oh, it's good enough. I don't need to keep going because I don't want that to become like cyclical. I don't want it to be like that's with everything in my life where it's like, like what, what if I, what if I became a dad and then I was like, oh, like I'm a pretty good dad now. Like I put tons of time ah, in when I first had kids I see, I see. and then it's like three years in, I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty good at this dad thing. And then I don't continue yeah, to yeah. try to be a good dad or something like something that holds a lot of weight. I don't want to create this pattern in myself where I'm like, I lose hungry once it's like, I lose, <laughs> I lose hungry. I lose the hunger for it once, lose hungry. once it's like good enough. Yeah. I don't do you guys you, struggle with that? Like, do you like, have you, what's your, what's your thoughts you have to on worry, it? Real quick, I don't think you have to worry because already we've seen it comes in waves. Mm -hmm. um, so first off, when COVID first happened, we started really diving into just like our existentialism. Yeah. And look at that, that kind of phased out. You and I now, it's like, for me, it's moved to the ego and our like uh, behavioral psychology. So like it's kind of moved True. to somewhere else. Yeah, you're right. Um, so we've sure we've had enough on the one part. And then fitness-wise, we talked about this the other day. We know enough to get someone fit and lose weight, but we don't know about their um, psychology and getting them to their goals yet, uh, like as much. Have you ever read through, like, uh, it's called uh, exercise psychology, just like all the stuff we learned on the social cognitive theory, self-determination yeah. theory, trans-theoretical model. There's so much more to learn. And then what do we say? That's actually the barriers to get clients to their goals. Yeah, that's true. So I guess technically we are still learning. That's what I was saying. Like you don't have to necessarily like you, you understand the fundamentals of training, but that's not all training is. No, definitely and not. That's what not all work with the clients is either. Like now you expanded like the communication aspect and working with different clients and I think it just branches off. I don't think you you're not gonna just for the, your whole career of a trainer just study the fundamentals and like, no. you know what I mean? Like I think it just expands to different things. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're, you're not hungry anymore. It's like you're changing what your focus is on. No, Benny, but we said with athletes, you can dive deep, 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 and it'll be beneficial. We were saying with Gen Pop, I honestly, please tell me how like diving deeper helps them. I think it's I think it's almost a waste of time. It is like this. once you, for Gen Pop when you know the it's pretty easy stuff. It's, it's pretty easy. At that yeah. point, I say it's then. Then it's way change behavior. It's way more behavior based. Like it's behavior based. Knowing knowing the chemistry and biology of what's happening in your body when you resistance train or when you eat a certain food or whatever, it's overkill. You don't need that. Like but didn't we say we should call ourselves like behavior coaches? We were joking about like we don't. There comes a point where we do more on behavior change. Well, it's a lot fitness. of like it's a lot of like life coaching almost. As as dumb as honest, that, as no, dumb honestly, as that title is, honestly, like it is, like because if you're not talking a lot about their if problems. you're well, if you're like a coach is trying to change a gen pops like physique, mm -hmm. and if you're not asking them about lifestyle, then that's malpractice. Yes, yes. Like you're not you're not being a good trainer, right? And, like and, if you're not yeah. investing time into understanding what their home life looks like, what their environment looks like what their mentality around their self-worth is, how others view them or how they feel that others view them, things, all of those That's things huge. and talking to them and trying, maybe eventually you get to the point where they start talking about past traumas. Yeah. They tell you about your marriage, their marriage, things mm -hmm. like that. If you're not getting that information, then how do you ever really expect to be able to change their life? Because we know 
weight loss is just eat less, move more. But there's so many other factors that play into that. Your relationship with food, the environment you're in, your self-worth and all of those things that I just mentioned. So if you can't figure out all of those and maybe how to remedy some of that, then just telling them to eat less and move more isn't going to do anything because there's they go home, they leave the gym and they're in a great mood. They're like, oh, okay, I got to eat less, I got to move more. I'm going to count my calories. I'm going to exercise five days a week, all that stuff. And then they get home and that environmental barrier is in front of them and then yes. that relationship barrier is in front of them. Yes. And then, oh, there's that trauma again. I'm going to go to food to remedy that. Yeah. And it's all of these things that are still showing up and you haven't even talked to them about it mm -hmm. or how to be prepared. Okay, that barrier comes up. How do I overcome it? Yeah, like, that, oh my gosh, I, my career, you know, coaches that never do that. Yeah, well, it's hard, it's, but it also takes a lot of, like, there's also so clients that, that that stuff's, like, pulling teeth. Like, it's, it's almost impossible to get that stuff out of them. Yeah. So some of it is luck. You have to have the right client that, like, and I have a lot, like, there's lots of clients that you guys would know, but it's, like, they're just so talkative, like, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. talkative, mm -hmm. like, so you guys can think of some of the clients that, yeah. that will talk to you guys, will talk to me, and it's, like, it's easy to change things with them, because they'll just, they tell me about their lives, yes. and they're, they're good conversation. they recognize some of the things as well, sometimes yeah. they, they also want to change, yeah, they like, always recognize the issues in their life. On, on a lighter note, I have a client that, because she's so against changing, I don't know, whatever past shit that's happened, I let her hip thrust, no hands. What? <laughs> she does a barbell hip thrust, no hands. Why? Because I've told her to put her hands on the bar in the past. And she says, no, I like it better this way. Have fun. Knock yourself out. Yeah. I and other, there, there are other things. To this day, I don't even say the word depth anymore because it turns into... This is going to hurt. This is going to hurt. Yeah, I know what you mean. There I'm are like, clients okay, that no matter well, how much you try to give them I'm good trying advice. to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, trust me, the depth is not the issue. That's not the issue. Yeah, that's, not, that's not the reason you're <laughs> like, I will make you hurt. strong. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll just elevate your heels or something. Like, they like, do it. Yeah, they just want to do it how they think it should be done. Anyways. That's a big thing people, for anybody. Well, I'm trying to say, sorry to last no, no, I'm trying right. to say, I'm trying to say, with that story. I I, yeah, I got off on a tangent. No, no, no. It wasn't me venting either. I, I'm trying to say that it's in the client's hands. Like you say, pulling teeth with people's behavioral psychology. It's in the client's you hands. can't force the client. And Mo, Mo brought that up. Um, it's actually quite liberating when you realize, like, you won't help everyone because not everyone wants to help themselves. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. can't help everyone. I think every problem. young trainer and more young trainers like falls into that. Like you have, like you, you almost think it's literally your job to fit, to help everybody. Yeah. And if you don't have all these testimonials and transformations uh, and all these great athletes or whatever, then you're a failed trainer. And it's like, no, like maybe you just haven't, you've ran into a lot of people that are not ready to change. Like, and this, there's also probably examples where maybe you weren't doing your best job, but like we're young still. We're super young, but so I think more of it is like probably more of it probably is actually not because we don't understand the training fundamentals and mm -hmm. how to lose weight and things like that. It's probably like we're talking about. We just we're not good at behavior change. And yet. Like communication is still like always evolving. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. it's, no one is ever perfect at communication. Well, it's also like, learning how to communicate with 50 year olds, 30 year olds, 15 year olds, kids, like literally kids, like kids that are like super receptive, kids that are super mm -hmm, receptive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, there's so many like layers to communication with an individual. It's not the same. That's why it's, you have to literally be with, growing every time. Yeah. It with some people recently, I know I have to repeat myself twice. So I will do it twice in a row. I'll say, load the hip, 
with the med ball. Load the hip with the med ball. I don't even wait yeah, for the yeah, mask. Yeah. I'm just like, and for most of the stuff, I'll say it twice because I know the first time that I, I do the same it. thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have a couple. Yeah, you just know you have to repeat it. I repeat it instantly right Multiple away. Times. Knees out. Yep, knees out. Like I just two times yeah. in a row because or like really make sure they're focusing. Like I'll, yeah. I'll literally be like, if they're like a partner or three or whatever, and like they're just kind of like nodding off or whatever. I'm making sure like, uh, like listen up. Like yeah. Or or I guess what do you guys think about this? You could say. Scott, they see you, knees out. Wait, what? Like instead of knees out, throw your knees out. I just repeat oh, it. Oh, save the main. Two yeah, times yeah, in a row, yeah, you yeah. say, Scott, boom, they look. Yeah, knees yeah. Out. yeah. That's, yeah, that's actually true. I'm, I'm, I'm that'd just be, brainstorming. That'd be more effective. Because I do end up just being this broken. Yeah, I just yell. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot, knees out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, knees out, man. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's what Strength Coach Podcast taught me, actually, was they were saying in a group, say name, then... Especially in a group. Okay, yeah, that makes Especially sense. Especially in a group. Or team because or whatever. And I've done it with the teams accidentally. Where you step, step back, Jamie. Oh, and then, like, but, and then yeah. three people look back when I say step and back, and I'll be like, Jamie, yeah. yeah, yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. The top, like, it just wasn't good communication. I'm like, ah, fuck, now, they've, now they're out of the flow of that. Now they're <laughs> on the next one. Okay, so you guys have the choice. Train just individuals one-on-ones for the rest of your life or train groups for the rest of your life but the caveat is you make the same amount you're making the same amount for both per hour one-on-one one-on-one you probably group to be honest you like you like groups yeah i like groups i find them i just find them more enjoyable like i like being in like Wait, a how busy, big of a group how big of a group like anywhere from like four to twelve the minimum four. Twelve a lot, bro. Twelve a team. Have 12, you ever? 12 you is know, a team. You yeah. must have forgotten those Saturday th- two p.m. workout. Yeah, I know. Say. Yeah, th- you I must got... have forgot because when you're toast after four twelve, four is okay. But like, it, are are you tracking weights? I'm telling you, tracking weights for even. Yeah. So I have a group of four that comes in on some weekends. Yeah. I don't even get to cue them half the time. I'm literally the whole workout yeah, me. What weight was that? It is a lot. Yeah. What weight was that? The right weight there. Was that? Oh, you started this way now. Okay, we're progressing. Oh yeah, this way yeah. Now, and like, and, and, and if, if I do get a chance to talk, any, any pain? Oh, that okay. And, but and one, like, but yeah. one way to like remedy that is give each client a clipboard with their program on it, with slots that's to ideal. fill in their weight. That's out. ideal. Because that's what like that's what we did at Mind to Muscle when I worked Absolutely there. Everybody had their own clipboard. They filled in their own weights. Or, or there was also multiple coaches, so it was a little bit different, but everybody nice. has their own personalized stuff, and then they go and do it, and they basically just track for themselves, yeah. and then you just write notes about yeah. it. No, that's a great way to do I it. Don't, I don't know, like, I don't even want to be a trainer for the rest of my life, but, like, I do, I do like small groups. Wait, when, when's like the cutoff? Groups. When's the cutoff for you? I've never heard you say that before. What's the day you want it? Like th- Ideally. Like, if it's, if I'm training past 35, I'll, I'll be... You got bounce? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, seven. Yeah. I'll finish up. Ciao. Thanks, Ben. Ciao. Easy. Benny's out here. See you guys. See you, Benny. Thanks so much. Hopefully, the conversation is PG. Probably won't be. We'll come over here. Come into this chair. Dirty. It did start. I know. It took us a while to get Ooh. serious. Okay. Oh wow, this feels super legit in this chair. Um. See you, Ben. See you, Benny. Are you and Benny? Oh, Benny, Benny, Benny. Eat your, eat your croissants. Are you at work tonight? Three to three thirty, four thirty. I'm done. I'm done when you're done. Oh yeah, you'll be cutting out five minutes left, I'm guessing. You, what? You'll be probably five minutes left, you'll make it. Yeah, I think it'll be a 25 minute drive. No, yeah, maybe, yeah, that's true. It's rush hour. Yeah. This is the most boring conversation put, for the podcast. <laughs>
True. People, people are hating it. I forgot this is on. Everyone hates it. Hey, I put cinnamon on there for you. That's mom. Yeah. I love you. You know what Zev named cinnamon? You know what he names cinnamon? What? I'm not gonna tell you. I'm gonna leave that to your imagination for the drive. Oh gosh. Have fun. I'll send you all my ideas. Oh, I'll forget okay, good. Um, what was your question? Oh, if I'm training past 35, I'll probably be disappointed. Like, I don't, like, like, I just don't want to, uh... Was this client coming in hot? Yeah. Why'd you say it? Like, no, coming in hot. When someone's... <laughs> like, yeah, why'd you say Why'd you say when, coming when in hot? When someone's coming in hot. Yeah? Um, yeah, anyways. I, uh, I just don't, like, I don't see myself, like, training past 35. Like, I just... I honestly have a feeling like I'll be bored and I won't like love it that much. I, I'm not the kind of person to work the same job for the rest of their life. Like I, I, get, I get bored. Yeah. I don't even do, if I'm being honest, like I might not even train past 30. Like, yeah, who, yeah, yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I could see myself having a business in fitness, like owning a gym okay. or owning like an online coaching business where I'm still online coaching, but not necessarily in person hours. Ideally, like ideally I make enough money to then invest some time into something else, invest into real estate or maybe like yeah. something different and, uh, or open a business of some sort. But yeah, I definitely, mm-hmm. I just, I know I won't want to do the same thing for the rest of my life. So I think too many people, it's an old fashioned mind, such an old fashioned dude. You have so many, this is how I view it. You have so many careers on the table that you could do. Mm-hmm. Why would you just choose one? True. Like why? why? Like why would you yeah, do that? Why? You have all these amazing options. And it's like, that's like never leaving the country you were like born in. It's like, if, yeah. if you have the means to do it, you live on the planet. Like why not? you live on, yeah, exactly. You live on a planet that's so massive and has so many different environments and all these different like landscapes and literally natural art in front of you and all these different cultures and all these different things to learn and all this beauty. Like, why would you, why would you stay in one place? That makes zero sense. Unless... Like financially, you literally have no other means. But I even think you should be working as hard as you can to make enough money to give yourself the freedom to travel, because yeah. that would be like that's a meaningful life, having seen at least some of the planet that we live on. Same with working. Like if you, rather than just doing one thing for your entire life, like go see something else, go try something new, go be a beginner. Like I don't know. That's why do you think? Why do you think people don't do what we just said? Because it's safe. Cause it's yeah, it's safe and it's, it's like it's true. doing. Why things. why is it safe? It's safe because you don't have to learn something new. It's safe because you're not a beginner. Because mm-hmm. when you get comfortable, like you go, you go and become a trainer, and you learn in the first year or two, like kind of how to do consults, how to run sessions, how to fit your workouts within an hour, all of the basics, and then you get relatively good at it. You're like, okay, like I can train people. And I can do it relatively effectively. Now I'm comfortable. Like I'm comfortable doing this job. And as soon as you get comfortable, like why would you leave comfort? Like, do you want to do you want to get out of your warm, comfy bed in the morning when you have to get up and go for a run, swim, run, like shit like that? Like right. what we do. You don't want to leave your bed, but once you do, and then when we're driving home, we know all of those positive feelings. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we know that being a beginner and doing stuff outside your comfort zone is good for you. Yeah. But I think that's why nobody leaves. Nobody leaves their hometown. Nobody leaves that same good job, that factory job that gives you benefits. Because it's, like I was saying earlier, it's that good enough thing. And I think that's probably to deep, to dive into my psychology yeah. a little bit. I think that's why I'm insecure. That's why I'm nervous and maybe some insecurities about seeing those patterns in me. I never want to become the person that just says this is good enough. Because mm-hmm. I get worried about that. Because then it's like, 
okay, my career's good enough. And then it's like, okay, I have enough money or I have, or I'm happy enough. And which I th- obviously you don't want to be like a, those billionaire types that just never stop chasing and they're never fulfilled. I want to feel fulfilled, but I just don't want to get complacent and like, just be like, oh, this is good enough. And then never leave my hometown and because my hometown's comfortable. Like, it's so easy to fall into that. Why would I want to go anywhere? My hometown's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and don't London, my back hometown in Aurelia, all of it's beautiful. There's so many positives about it. But there's so many other things that other places can offer too. So it's, it's not like, going. It's exactly. gonna be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, who's to say you can't leave for a while and come back? Or, it's gonna be there. Yeah. So, what about? I couldn't agree more. Man. Yeah. I think one word: capitalism. And to elaborate further, the rat race. Yeah. You get a job, pays eighty k a year. They give you a thousand a year, just enough to keep you hungry to stay. They give you the promotion. Uh, every few years, just enough to make you want the bigger house and the cars. And it just never ends. And then, to me, that's not really the American dream. It's actually kind of a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So like you say, I, I think people don't go and live their best lives. Or I shouldn't say that. People don't do it because they get stuck in their eyes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, and then what were you saying? <clears throat> um, oh, you were saying a job ties them down, finances. People forget, and if anyone's listening... By the off chance, then they think they're stuck because of a job. You can work in another country. Did you know that existed? Yeah. Did yeah. you know you can go literally just work somewhere else and pay rent and pay the bills in another place? Yeah, exactly. That's possible. One hundred percent. Yeah, and Jeez. it might even be cheaper. Like, like since when do you just have to be a tourist somewhere? No, exactly. Like, what the hell? Well, that's my that's my idea with like traveling. It's like yeah, like a lot of people are like oh I'll just stay here and then I'll travel like once a year. It's like or. I could literally move to the place that I want to check mm-hmm. out and I could live the full experience. Because think about how well you know London like, or how yes, well yeah, I know yeah, my hometown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Think about how well you know that. And if somebody were to come to London and want to like experience it as a tourist, you could show them all of the best places. Right. That's the same benefit of moving to the country that you want to check yeah, out. Sure. When you go there, you have an entire year or two years or five years or ten years to explore everything that place has to mm-hmm. offer so then at the end of your life yes. you can be like i i actually know what it's like to live there and i got the fullest experience and i truly traveled that place that i wanted to check out oh worth the yeah here i'm gonna really quickly yeah i don't know that's just that's always been my opinion and ever since i was old enough to uh like understand understand working and traveling and things like that i'd and also, it's helpful because I come from a small town mm-hmm. and nobody leaves. Like, oh, so many people stay. Yeah, like, because it's sick. Like, it's great. It's comfortable. It's There's beautiful places. There's good jobs up there. Like, industry. rent mm-hmm. isn't crazy high. Right, right, like, right. It's, it's, all, it's all decent. So, it's, it's like, again, it's comfortable, right? Yeah. So, if you're born into that and you're born into a labor job and you can make good money, it's like, it's that's a hard thing to leave. It's really comfortable. It's going to set you up for a good life. But I personally would rather struggle month to month financially, but live in the place that like I've always dreamed of living than be comfortable stuck in my hometown for the rest of my life. I hear you. So that fear of being like everybody else and staying in my hometown drives me to want mm, to wanna there you go. That's see better. other things, work other places. Like, it's very common for fear yeah. to be the driver. Mm-hmm. In most cases. Fear's a powerful driver. It's a driver. Now I'll tell you, people will say, I you want me to get a job? What about the month it'll take to find a job? I, 
people, one word, save. Yeah, it is. Like, it's, this isn't complicated. No. People just can't live below their means, my man. That's true. That's very it's, true. It's yeah. a big fucking issue. But then, but that's why money doesn't, money doesn't buy happiness, it buys freedom. Which freedom and freedom's happiness. It's so just paper. It's just paper. Exactly. What are you going to do with it? Exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. what it really dictates. But if you can live below your means and save as much money as possible and then have some financial freedom, your life will get so much better. Because I agree. then you I agree. can travel and maybe move to another country and work or mm-hmm. do whatever. Now, when people roll their eyes because we talk about retirement in our 20s, it's the best time to talk retirement. You will actually retire earlier when you start focusing on it now. Yes, yeah, every, in your fifties. Everybody <laughs> starts worrying about it when they're exactly like when 40 it's too or, late. Forty or fifty, they're like, "Oh, I should start getting yeah. ready for retirement." But if you put a thousand dollars, if you put a hundred dollars away every month until yeah, you yeah, were yeah. like thirty or 40, you know the compounding interest oh, better yeah. than I do, uh, bro, but you would be, but you would be. So let's do it right now, bro. Do it right now. And I watched a video. I watched a video before I came here. Yeah, it was saying if you save two thousand dollars a month and get an average return. $2,000 a month. Think about it. You work a decent job. Some people can save that. It's not unrealistic. No. $2,000 a month. $5,000 a month is a very common income. I was going to say, so, and it, when you can turn 65, 5 million. Yeah, exactly. You That's think insane. two grand a what, month. What was the return rate? 8% is yeah. the average. Yeah, yeah. And But they didn't say on the show, but I'm assuming they're going to talk. It's the, the average. Is yeah. I'm assuming they were. So yeah, we don't. So we don't even need to do that. But like two, like but still, two thousand. Um, even so, even if I you're did, bro, I pulled this website up with my client last night. Yeah. Folks, I have a client. He's in grade ten. He's working a summer job that pays him like a thousand bucks every two weeks. And I said, okay, how much do you have? If you don't mind me asking, he said six three hundred. I said, okay, man, you're gonna take. No, he had sixty five hundred. So I said, okay, man, take sixty three hundred. That leaves two hundred in your bank account for ice cream cones. I said, take the sixty three hundred, and I put him on this website, and I said. In, by the time you're 30, you do nothing to it, and you and I, and I showed him you get a measly five percent. I hope you all are staying with me. He'd have um, it was 15 or 18,000, pretty damn good. Yeah. I then said, look, you can get nine um, percent, just a little better than S and P over 50 years, about 49,000. Yeah. And then I showed him what happens when you put a thousand bucks a month in, and it obviously went higher. And it's like. This is a teenager with 6300 And I told him, I said, you didn't have to save up the 6300 mm-hmm. You have the money. I said, literally, you put it in today. You're guaranteeing 50000 That's crazy, yeah. With a, like, good, decent well, dude, returns and a little contribution. Even look at this. So if you, so if you invest, so your initial investment is 100 bucks, And then every month, you put 100 bucks in for 30 years at an 8% interest rate then you will make $150,000 and you'll have made 114,000 since you're That's we're not even 55 yet. And yeah. Like, boom, you're Literally, you're not even 50 like well yeah, I'll be 52. Oh. So 52 years old and it's 100 that's bucks. That's so easy. 100 that's bucks. So that's that's easy. nothing. People pay 100 bucks for <laughs> Food like going, I was literally like, gonna say going coffee. Or, People pay a hundred bucks in coffee sometimes a month. Like yeah, and oh man, don't even get me started. And, and imagine if uh, you ride your bike, so there you save fifty bucks in gas plus you don't eat out twice a week. Mm-hmm. So you ride your bike, don't eat out twice a week. Boom, you've hit more than a hundred a month. Now you just made now you made up those two decisions made you hundred fifty k, and you're not gonna spend all your money on physio because you're. Body yeah, is loving you. 
So what would you recommend people invest in to get that return rate though? What I know I hear eight percent. Yeah. Oh, oh, S and P five hundred from Vanguard. But I watched a video. You can technically get like point two higher if you go TSX sixty. Oh, yeah. So that's TSX's um, index, and the MSCI index. That's the global market index. Mm-hmm. So they take the top uh, equities in the world. Oh wow! And you combine those three, you get like 8. a little 2. more, a little more than you would. Damn. Fun fact, and I'm trying to think like. One what's even better actually is if you went with some REITs plus some of those indexes and the REITs give dividends of 5%, uh, some 6 and like now you pretty much guaranteed it. Whereas yeah. you never know, technically we don't know if we'll have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based off the way capitalism is booming more than it did 40 years ago with the blue chips, the mm-hmm. top 5, I, th- I think we're going to see the average go up. I I, so, I'm no yeah. economist, but I just think the way we're all relying on the big 5 companies. Mm-hmm. Like we are, would that's you say true. we're, we're more reliant on them now than we were true. 40 years ago? Dude, you know what's crazy? I was talking to my dad last night. We were talking about capitalism and we're just talking about like societal structures. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy? He blew my mind when he said this. Capitalism and like democracy, like capitalism and democracy are kind of like together essentially. It's kind of like that's an economy we live in. Right, right. It's a capitalistic, democratic society yeah. for the most part. Um, but so capitalism starts out initially as whoever, like you get what you put in essentially. So like you, so you put in a certain amount of effort, like compared to communism where it doesn't matter how much effort you put in, you, everybody gets the same within a capitalist society, you get what you put in. So the more effort you put in theoretically, the more capital you should gain and the better you should do within that society. Mm-hmm. You know, what's crazy about capitalism is that all makes sense and it goes like that for a while. But then eventually, and what you're seeing now is we end up with this with this power dynamic where the rich just keep getting richer and the poor just keep getting poorer and that middle class just keep getting elongated mm. even further. So it actually goes against what the original idea was behind that society because if a really rich family has a rich kid, they don't have to put any effort in and they stay on top. But it doesn't matter how hard some poor families work because they're never going to make it up right, to that top, right. which is goes completely against the initial idea behind that economy which was put get what you put in now that's not the case that you don't the rich don't have to put in any effort to stay rich you know it makes perfect sense but you don't think of no but you don't think about it it's one of those things you don't think about it and then we were talking about meritocracy and like how a meritocracy is based on merit so how much merit you and that's kind of like what also i'm kind of I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about, so don't please You're don't. Think it out loud. I yeah, like don't it. don't take take this all with a grain of salt. I'm We're just like, I'm not an economist. I'm not a politician. I don't really know what I'm doing. But we were talking about it and like a meritocracy. And my dad knows everything about this, and I'm just yeah, kind of regurgitating yeah. like what I understood. Yeah. He's really intelligent. I'm just a listener. So, but we were talking about that, and a meritocracy is designed as in like you whoever's best for the job gets it so if there's like a so like scientists are very like privatized they are in they're not how many scientists are in the public domain like how many scientists are actually working within a public space within government or anything like that there's some but not shouldn't there be like the scientists of politics like the people that literally know every little piece about politics shouldn't those be the people that are making very important decisions around I politics see, rather see. than just the families of historical uh, popul- 
politicians who just happen to be in the sh- in no friend of a friend who happens to be up in office and then they can make them a senator and then that person become uh, a senator in a higher place yeah, and the next thing you know they're president but they don't know shit about politics so meritocracy the idea is that everybody whoever has the most merit in that field deserves that job so the smartest people are in the most important positions so within government within military within peacekeeping within everything like that and then that's and it's based on that so everybody and the whole goal of meritocracy is that you put the smartest people in the, in the places that they need to be so that everybody gets value from that and it makes society grow together because then you don't have like a then you don't have the shift of like just hiring people based on their position or their family name or how much money they have but it's just whoever's best for the job. It's how it should be. Yeah, I know. It's meritocracy, and now that you put it, up, it's how actually everything should work. But we're emotional. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put in the definition to make sure I put, know. No, it. yeah, but based off what you're talking about, we're emotional. We are. You're right. Exactly. That's why it doesn't work. Exactly. It never Trudeau, will. It's too logical. I'm thinking right away. Trudeau, his father was a prime minister. Heck, there's probably people that know government better than he does, but people always went off about his hair. He used to be a teacher. He was that middle class yeah, guy. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. That, and then everyone liked just the stories. Yeah, and Pierre Trudeau wasn't even a good prime minister. No. Um, meritocracy, the definition is government or the holding of power by people selected on the basis of their ability. Perfect. So that's yeah, a good, yeah, that, so that is, sense. I guess, what I said. But yeah. Hey, we see quite a bit. Right away, I think of the fitness industry. I, mm-hmm. I think we see that decent enough. Mm-hmm. Like you never was like oh well oh, actually no no, yeah, no, 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 no. Not someone even. who played sports they're like oh you played semi pro sports here's your job or yeah what you definitely thinking? what do you think same idea but also think about who's the most popular in the fitness industry on social media just the most shredded oh my thing. god there's no, no merit. there's no merit there's no merit That's in so the fitness true, industry this is actually bad there's no merit no in not at all no it's literally it's all superficial. Basis, like think about how hard it is. Like Jeff Nippert is like such a small exception of a guy. Yes, Lane Norton, like even the Stronger by Science guys. Think about the Stronger by Science guys. How knowledgeable they are and how small their podcast is. Yeah, other than us or trainers. So it's true. It's literally just how shredded you are, how good you look, how much money it seems like. If you're going Mm -hmm. on these extravagant trips on YouTube and things like that, then you have eyes on you. But fitness online is now more who's the best entertainer. It's go. not who's the be- who's the most knowledgeable about fitness. Yeah. It's who can help you probably get fit, but is also really entertaining. But to play devil's advocate for like those people, like like we said, how much do you really need to know to help majority of people? So these people might not be anywhere near as knowledgeable as maybe we think they should be, but if they know how to count calories, if they know how to help people, they might not have the behavior side of things, but if they have a thousand people in a Facebook group all talking about their experience and they're probably gonna lose weight and they're probably gonna eat a little bit healthier, they're probably gonna move more, it's probably a net positive. But I think sometimes it's hard for trainers that are really science-based or know all the nitty gritty, they get butt hurt because they're like, I deserve to be Mm -hmm. the one that's making all the money but I'm not as shredded or as entertaining or handsome or whatever, so I'm not getting the eyes on me and not making the money. Yeah. Well, one, we are, I want to hear your thoughts. We're an entertainment-based world now. Mm-hmm. Back in the 40s on the radio, you got what you needed through one single stimulus. Now, the news is entertaining. 
So like we always want some other sort of simulation. Two, um, I would argue actually, the people who are like who are doing that stuff, yes, it's good because they're just moving and that's the goal. But I don't know if they're gonna do it forever. Like if they're relying on Maddie Fit to get them moving, she's not gonna be there their whole life. It's true. Uh, and even I would even it comes right back to how we say everyone's got to deal with them themselves. What I mean by that is they it comes down to them. No one will hold your hand forever. So even us, like if we can establish the habits for the rest of their lives, then they're good. Whereas yeah. I would argue if they're relying on a YouTube video, I don't know if they're gonna do that till the day they die. Yeah, you're right. But, but unless hey, you have somebody like Jeff Nibbert who teaches that yeah, those tools yeah, yeah. for life. That's what I'm saying. Like, and, no, and I'm actually posing a question. Like, how does one make someone intrinsically learn so they do it forever? Like, do you just hope that they have just yeah, it's just the I think environment it, to do it. I think that's what it has to be. I think it's just, just they they watch a couple things yeah. and then something sparks it, and then it's like, holy shit, I want to change. Like, it's, there's no way just there's us no, telling there's a no formula. Thing. Yeah, like, eh? There's no like, unless you disagree. So. Like, I don't think us. We can tell our clients a lot of great things. I just don't think that alone will make no. them do forever. Unless you outline, unless you try to figure out what their intrinsic motivators are, whether it's playing with their kids or not being judged by others or not being the fat guy at work or whatever it is. And until you mm -hmm. maybe, there you go. maybe you can find, points. yeah, maybe you can hit the pain points and just be like, if you do this, you can make this straight and obviously say it in a nicer, more smooth way. Yeah, but or like, magnify some of that stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, how, how you feel that? Oh, I felt good. I was able to play, pick up this again. Mm -hmm. And then you really hype it up. You're like, Oh my yeah. God, I see what we're doing here. It just, and then they're like, Oh yeah. Positive feedback loop yeah. initiated. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're bang on. Maybe that's one. I think so. Yeah. You can definitely, we can definitely push people in the right direction, and, but then they have to, it has point. to be their lead. We, right. We push literally, I'm picturing us, Pushing someone, pushing and then, them over, but, slamming their head into the ground, <laughs> and then and then for, forcing them and to then, be fit. Yes. yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about something so, else. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then no. like, imagine teaching your client to ride a bike. That's what I picture. You push yeah. them, they're going, and then they're off. They're off. <laughs> they're free birdie. Yes. Should we end it there? Yeah, I think so. That's a good place to do it. One. That was a hectic podcast. That was a variety. Seventy minutes. Yeah. Was it? For me, it's oh, yeah. I started a few minutes before. No, yeah, I'm 70. I'm 70 right there. Beauty. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Um, there might be another episode before the end of the week. Um, I'm not sure yet. But uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening, as always. And uh, I'll see you in the next one. Do you have anything to say, Zev, before you go? Everybody, don't take things personally. We're just projecting. It's not their fault. It's not your fault. It's nobody's fault. Wise words. See you, folks.